It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And just like that, we're back. Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Our technical team is figuring out some stuff at T-Mobile ahead of our very first preseason game here at home this season. So today we are not simulcast, but moving forward, you can also catch the show on all of our Vegas Golden Knights digital channels. To kick it off, I'm Ashley Weiss, and... We're starting with a big gun today, Gary Lawless. They're bringing in the hot shots to get us going. First nighttime at noon of the brand new season. Gary, it's good to be back. Yeah, it was fun to be at the rink uh, for a game last night. We've been around the rink for a couple of weeks now. The players have been skating on their own, and then uh, training camp started earlier last week. So great to be at a rink in a building with fans, referees, players hitting one another shooting it with you know with anger it was it was a lot of fun to to be around that and i'll be honest i'm not a huge fan of preseason hockey a lot of it comes down to the general managers if they get the right mix of guys against one another because some nights you can have a whole bunch of veterans against a whole bunch of rookies and it's no fun Last night, there was a good mix, uh, uh, you know, a few veterans for Vegas, few veterans for Colorado, and then a lot of young guys looking for work, and that adds energy to the game. It brought uh, some, some compete level up, and I, I thought last night's game had pace and was pretty fun to watch until uh, the, uh, the parade to the penalty box started. And I don't fault the referees uh, for that. I think a lot of them were penalties. You know, what I like them to see a little let a few things go in a preseason game so you have some flow and you can see some more five on five sure but they're trying to get ready too and they're trying to sharpen their skills and you certainly don't want them letting stuff go during the regular season when there's points regular season standing points on the line so you can understand why it was officiated the way it was yeah i think a lot of people are in agreement with you about preseason not always being the most exciting time but here in vegas because the bruce cassidy era is beginning that kind of gives a jolt too, right? Like as, as fans, as broadcasters, um, we're all kind of excited to see what combinations he goes with, what the systems are shaping up to look like. It adds a little bit of extra excitement to this time, don't you think? Yeah, and, you know, he's pretty transparent. He uh, he discusses a lot of things. Like Dave Gosher asked him this morning, you know, we have seen Riley Smith on a line with Jack Eichel and Phil Kessel, and Gosh wanted to know why why did you pick those three? And we'll play. We're we going to play Bruce's response uh, a little later. I hope it was really telling in that he said, "Well, I wanted to move the misfits into different places. I wanted to play Carl, Carlson, Marshall, so and Smith with different people, and I wanted to see Jack with Phil Kessel." And he said, "I like Stone and Stevenson together." So then, you know, uh, you kind of look at Eichel and Kessel. What do they need? They need a guy that can a real 200-foot guy, so that's Riley Smith. And then you look at Stevenson and Stone, who can be passed first quite a bit. What do they need? They need a shooter. So then you put Marcia so with them. And he said, "Who knows? Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know when what that's going to look look like, but that's where we're going to start." So what does that do for you, Ashley? Right off the bat, you look at center ice. You're going to go Eichel, Stevenson, Carlson, Wah down the middle of the ice. That's really good. That's. Uh, that that's an an excellent NHL group down the middle of the ice, and that's kind of been the com, the one complaint 
outsiders have had about Vegas when they look at them and try and handicap them, uh, they're not strong enough down the middle. They don't have a legitimate number one center. Well, I'd argue they might have three now. You know, certainly Eichel. Uh, Stevenson has opened a lot of eyes and, and become a, a certainly a top six player. And William Carlson, you know, his production, his goal production's been down the last couple of years, but he does have that other element where you, if you want to match him with their number one, he can really skate and, and has a lot of defensive instinct and discipline in his game. And you can't forget Brett Howden and the strides that he took last season, and it looks like he's starting him off on the wing, but he's yeah. going to be there in the back pocket as well. Well, for sure, and uh, I think there's a number of people that can play at center ice for for the organization if you need them to. But, yeah, you know, Brett is going to be such an interesting player to watch because when he was healthy last year, you know, he started out really slow, you know, didn't really produce, and then, you know, he had a tear there where he had like seven games where he had nine points and, you know, was really was was the best player for the Golden Knights over those games. And you know, he got a contract extension as a result of that. We'll see where he fits in. I know he said to me the other day, it's the first time he's ever come to a training camp not battling to make the roster, battling to figure out what his role was going to be. Because I think, you know, Brett probably... You know, a lot of people have him pen- penciled in as a bottom six guy. Uh, he's a high draft pick, was a skilled player. He probably thinks he can play in the top six. Something else he said that I liked was his role is going to be whatever they want it to be. He feels like he's versatile yeah. enough to do that. Where do you feel like this team's buy-in is right now to Bruce Cassidy's message and how open do you get the vibe they are to just doing whatever it is he says, keeping uh, the open minds? Yeah, 100%, I think. And... Uh, you know, a lot of that is the coach is not is the coach having that strength, that a personality where he's not going to take anything less, and that is Bruce Cassidy's reputation. He he will demand a lot, and when you don't meet that expectation, there'll be consequences. And you know, I, I, a couple of players have said to me in the last couple of days, it's harder around here right now than it's been in a long time, and we need that. So. Uh, you know, I think this is a huge year for this organization. I think this group of players really believes. Well, Riley Smith, I, I was having a conversation with him yesterday, and we came to the point where we said, "Well, this is a good, this is a good team." I think this is the best group of skaters the organization has ever put together. And I said, you know, I, I reiterated what our conversation was, and I said, "This is a good team." And he looked at me. Uh, he was walking to to do something, and he, he stopped and came back and said, we've been a good team every year. So it, 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 that was a really interesting answer from Riley. But I, I think Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee and the pro scouting staff have done a really nice job. I'm interested. Brendan Masson looks like he's going to play tonight. And I'm really interested to see what, like, I, I kind of have an idea what I think they're going to do to start the season. He could change all that. He's talented enough and has he he has a weapon in his shot that not many players have. If he can figure out how to find the soft spots and be open and, and get that shot off, he may force McCrimmon and McPhee and Cassidy to to change things. He he he's Kelly said it when uh this discussion over after the Pacioretty trade 
and bringing in Phil Kessel, there was a conversation about, you know, where's the offense going to come from? And he listed a bunch of things. And at the end, and he said, and maybe Brendan Brisson. Uh, like they didn't close the door on like, the, you. Look who he's going to play with tonight. Yep. They're giving him an opportunity to try and uh, and work his way into a battle for a roster spot. Yeah, and you're mentioning tonight's lineup. It looks like he's going to be playing with William Carlson and Jonathan Marcheseau for this first home preseason game at T-Mobile Arena tonight. Oftentimes, you see prospects kind of just being thrown in somewhere in the bottom six, kind of just to get some reps in. What does it say? that they are putting him with William Carlson and Jonathan Marcheseau, and how seriously are they wanting to get a look at him? I was watching a, a preseason game with a, an NHL general manager one time, and one of his, yeah, a, a kid that they drafted high was had scored a couple goals, and then he was on the ice and you know, made a mistake defensively, and someone was kind of complaining about it, and the, the, the GM turned and said, well, I didn't draft him to check. I drafted him to score. Now you want guys to check as well, but Brendan Brisson wasn't drafted to, to 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 check to play to play defensive hockey. You, you want two hundred foot game from your players, but you know he's he's a thoroughbred, so they're going to put him with people where he's going to have an up. They want to see how he can handle NHL defensemen and finding openings and how quickly he can create chemistry with NHL players and figure out where to be. To This guy can shoot the puck. It, the, the word out of Michigan was the last guy that shot the puck has hard and as accurately and as quickly as Brendan Brisson at Michigan was Max Pacioretty. And that's a long time in between players, and that's a pretty big compliment if, if Brisson does have a Pacioretty-like shot and, and that translates to the NHL. They're gonna. He's gonna force decisions. Yeah, without a doubt. And you mentioned how he will measure up when playing against NHL players. He was telling us just a few minutes ago in the locker room that, you know, he even learned some things just playing the seven games in Henderson band of last season and how different that was than playing the college game. But you get the sense, and it makes sense because his dad, Pat Brisson, prominent sports agent, has represented some of the biggest names in the National Hockey League. Brendan has grown up seeing pros, seeing what it means to be a pro. You just get this sense of confidence. I'm excited to see him tonight because you you just get this sense that moments aren't too big for him. No, he said that William Carlson came up to him this morning and said, hey, just be yourself, play your game, you know, because they're going to play together. Marcheseau is a Brisson client as well. So uh, Carlson's the only one in that line that doesn't have Pat as an agent. Uh, I said to Brandon, I said, have you talked to your dad? He said, yeah, I talk to him every day. I said, father, son, or or agent, player? He goes, it's always father, son. And if it ever changes, I'll be getting somebody else to do it. He's like, he's my agent because he's my dad. And he's obviously one of the very best. So it was an interesting answer. He He's quite relaxed and as a matter of fact that he said he's going to try and nap doesn't think he'll be able to he'll play some tour of tour of duty call of duty what's it uh i think it's called whatever of duty. kids are playing these days yeah whatever the whatever yeah, the cool don't kids look at me he was thinking he'd be doing some of that this afternoon I, I i thought our crack producer would give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down i got nothing from him Bumpus. come on man don't you know gary Jeez. calloway yeah give us some help here what are the kids playing these days it's a lot of Call of Duty. A lot of Call of Duty. Cod. I think that's what the that's what the kids call it. Cod. Cod. If you want to sound hip. I don't. 
What do you think he has to do? We talk about a shot. Shoot. You mentioned the comment. Shoot. Yeah, that's it. You don't think there's anything else he needs to do to gain Bruce Cassidy's trust? I feel like trust well, is the word that comes up. What does he have to do to get yeah, that? Yeah, th- that'll come with time, and he's playing with Carlson, who's one of the best two-way players in the NHL. So, you know, where w- copy what Williams up to. But, again, like they got a whole bunch of people that can check. They they want people that can play in the power play and people that can score and make up some of the offense that left when Pacioretty and Dodonoff were, were traded for, for cap space. So, uh, to me, yeah, it, you know what I mean? The best thing for Brandon Brisson tonight would be to score. A good thing for him would be to score. A better thing would be to score twice, right? Like, that's... Uh, force Bruce Cassidy to put your name on the lineup again. I, I think Brisson will get more than one preseason game because they want to see him against NHL people and give him the opportunity to play against NHL people. But, you know, there's going to be some decisions at some point in time where, you know, they're, you know, they're going to want to get Eichel and Kessel and Stone and all these people some reps, but they're also, they've got competitions and the, and the, 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 the roster spots will be won during the preseason games. So you, you force your hand, force their hand. Say, uh, you got to play me again. Yeah, when we go to Boise or Salt Lake, I'm playing in one of those games. That last game, at the last games at T-Mobile, when they, when they get back for that last game of the preseason or the last game that is going to be here, you're going to have to play me. And, you know, force force a decision. Make, make them make a really hard decision. You said the key word of training camp, competition, so we're going to talk more about that when we come back. But first, Golden Knights fans, ready to see our team back on the ice? Become a full season ticket member for the 2022-23 season and never miss a game. A full season member will have perks such as discounts on merchandise, parking, and more. To get more information about full season memberships, Contact the Vegas Golden Knights sales team at 702-645-4359 or email them at tickets at vegasgoldenknights.com. It's preseason, Gary. It's a little bit hard to read, but with that, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. First nighttime at noon of the season ahead of the first home preseason game of the new season. Once again, Ashley Vice and Gary Lawless with you. Gary, we talked about competition as we headed into this break. So I want to talk about some of the main themes we're seeing throughout training camp. A lot of names fighting to make a spot. I want to start with three guys who were key members of the Golden Knights last season. Maybe not the Golden Knights, but key depth pieces for the Golden Knights who came up from the Henderson Silver Knights. And Jake Lecision, Paul Cotter, and Jonas Ronbjerg. Uh, they are no longer waiver exempt going into this season. So what do things look like for those three guys? Yeah, it, it, it's really interesting. Like Just from what we've seen in camp, we've seen Smith with Eichel and Kessel. Marcia So with Stevenson and Stone. Carrier Waugh and Colasar. And then Carlson and Howden, and there's but but a bunch of people, kind of you know in and out of there. Amadio, uh, you know, I think you would look at Sakari Mananen has a chance there. You know, we're going to find out about Brisson a little bit about about him tonight. There's a lot of people fighting for that spot and for the 13th forward. You know, the, the extra guy, and then the same with the blue line. You know, if you think that you're going to have Theodore and McNabb. Petrangelo, Hutton, White Cloud, Martinez, 
Hague when he signs, and then you've got you know Mirmanov. Uh, I'm missing one guy there, Caden Korzak. You know where do they where do they fit in? Are they ready? So it's uh, there are guys there. This is the first time, I think, in a, in a while that you've had you know real battles for for those spots. And uh, you know Henderson, I talked to Manny Viveros for a, a few minutes this morning. That he's, there's going to be competition for that team as well. That that training camp will be fascinating to see who gets who makes that team and 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 where they go. And there, okay. So look at the goalies. You've got Brassois is injured right now, but he's going to be ready at some point in time. And then you have so you have Brassois, Hill, Hutchinson. And Logan Thompson, all fighting. You know, you, you would think they're the, the guys in the competition for the two spots in Vegas. And Thompson's the only one of those guys that's waiver exempt. Uh, you know, Yuri Patera is is in the mix. He played last night. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if Jesper Vickman is is ready to be part of uh, that conversation. But you know, he, I would assume he's going to get you know a half a game and. You know, maybe he maybe he forces the issue a little bit. So, you know, if you're Manny Viveros, you know, you're and you know, Vegas is going to be. It'll be hard for Kelly McCrimmon to waive a guy that and thinking he's going to lose him. So, and you know, they they've been judicious about that in the past, and and said to a waiver exempt guy, you know, you you you're going to go down for a while. You're not going down for long. Shea Theodore and Alex Tuck. Uh, are two guys that uh, that come to mind that made this team, and we're told you got to go to the, with Chicago back then. You got to go to the American League for a little while, and we're gonna we'll figure some things out cap wise, and then we'll get you back here. There's gonna be decisions to make, and uh, and some roster gymnastics. I w- I would imagine this is uh, it's gonna be a good team. Because you mentioned his name in the goaltending conversation, I should let everyone know that Michael Hutchinson will be joining us later on in the show, so stick around. He was perfect through the first period and a half last night as they split the game. But before we go goaltending, let's go back. Paul Cotter, Bruce Cassidy, said that he was the best player on the ice last night. And he said not just because he scored. What did Paul Cotter do for himself last night? Well, I tweeted after the first period that, you know, I mean, he had created chances. And he had uh, and finished checks, and he had had a really strong period, and he'd scored a goal as well. So uh, I loved his game last night. He, you know, he's he's a thicker guy, so uh, you know he was coming in on the the Colorado defender, and it was a veteran, it wasn't a rookie, and he got inside him and pushed him aside and went around him, and you know, and had a really nice chance. And then on the goal, uh, Dorofeyev. Flips it to Cotter. Cotter to Waugh behind the net. And then Cotter slides into a soft spot, waits for the pass, and, and buries it. And that was, uh, you know, that was again against an NHL goalie in that situation. So I really liked what he did. And, you know, I don't, I'm quite sure he's looking at that spot with Carlson and Howden that, you know, on those lines that we filled out and saying, you know, that's going to be me. So he he's playing again tonight, and now with Brisson in the game tonight, and Lecision and Ron Beer in the lineup again tonight. Like he, in his mind, I've got to outperform them, and it was you know really interesting 
Cassidy said two things about Hutchinson and and Cotter were the best players for Vegas last night. And Cassidy said about Hutchinson, we've got we've got we've got nothing nailed down here at goal. We've got spots, we've got openings. And everybody knows that. And then he said, Don't not include Michael Hutchinson in that conversation. Double negative meaning include him in that conversation. He's part of the picture. I, I think he has more experience. He has than, the most experience in terms of games played yeah, and postseason uh, games as well. Of that whole group, mm-hmm. right? So he's uh, Ashley Vice mid-season form with her homework, her prep, putting me to shame here. He And he also has a relationship with Bruce Cassidy. They, uh, I think Hutchie broke in with Providence when... Butch was the um, Hutchie and Butchie. We're going to have a TV show here in a minute. When uh, when Bruce was joined the Bruins organization, he was an assistant in Providence, and I, I think Michael broke uh, came up from. I think Michael started in the East Coast League. I'm going to say I want to say Reading, and then joined Providence, and uh, then eventually um, ended up with. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets organization, and then played his first uh, first NHL games with the Jets. He's been with the Leafs. He's been with he played a couple. He played a playoff games for Colorado in the bubble a couple of years ago during uh, during the COVID season or one of the COVID seasons. So he's a good goalie. I've seen him play really well in the NHL. In the NHL, he's a good goalie. We'll have him on soon. And Bruce Cassidy made a comment during our media day interviews that this is a really cool opportunity because this might be the best shot any of these goaltenders has had to go and grab a number one spot opportunity. It's really fun competition to watch. I'm like, I think that some people are worried for whatever reason, but I think it's going to be really fun to watch it unfold and really fun to watch everyone give their best. Yeah, it will be. There. At the end of the day, someone is going to have to grab the job. They are there. There are four guys that you hear goaltending people say, you know, you look around the league. Who's a guy that hasn't been a number one yet, but can be a number one? And you, you know, you look for those players, the Tristan Jarries of the world, and you bring them in and you give them a chance, and then all of a sudden you have your own number one. And you know, that's the way Vegas has. Vegas has got. A young up and comer, a really talented guy in Logan Thompson, who shows showed some flashes last year. Loren Bussois has been much better in his career than he was last season. He you know he's played some really good games in the NHL. And then Aiden Hill to me is fascinating because he's put up you know like sort of nine oh seven ish numbers the last couple of years against two of the worst teams in the NHL. One of like Arizona historically bad, and he you know went out and did really good. Th- still you know battled, and San Jose for whatever reason they threw him to the wolves last year. Like the if you dig a little deeper on his numbers and look at the quality of competition that he had to play against last year, he got all the hard games. They they gave Reimer some of the softer stuff, and I think they knew we're not going to beat that really good team. So I'm going to save our better goalie, in their opinion, Reimer, for this game against a team that we think we can beat, and we'll we'll throw Aiden out there and we'll make him, you know, go to war. And he did. He uh, uh, kept his team in games, and again, you know, save percentage was, and the goals against average, not great numbers, but considering 
the volume of shots, the quality of shots, they were actually quite good numbers. So now, Marshall said this to me this morning. He said, we know we don't have a name back there to start. He, he said, I think it's going to be good for us as a, as a team. It's going to keep us honest. And if we have a guy back there that will work for us, we'll work for him. So that sort of, you never know what's going to happen with a team, right? McCriminal says, you know, every team runs its own race. And there's all these little, you know, intangibles that you talk about later on. Look, maybe later on we'll look back at it as, wow, they played such good team defense early on. And Hill, Hutchinson, Brassois, Thompson, whoever it is, was, was given a chance to, to get their feet and to find their game and get better and grow confidence. And then, you know, the team really took off and they, they, there was synchronicity in terms of great team defense and really good goaltending as well. And look, what did that result in? Uh, 110 point season or something like that. Like that's the kind of thing that 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 can work for a team, and you're and you end up looking back at it a lot longer. Well, Jonathan Marshall was already looking at it. Hey man, put a log on the fire. It is freezing in here. Is it just me? Gary's not used to the. You're getting soft. Move down from I, I'm Canada. not getting soft. Used to the Vegas is. heat all this summer. Is, Welcome this. back to the rink, Lama. I'm on fire right <laughs> now. I'm, I'm having a great show, but I'm freezing while I'm going through it. What you were saying about um, the real possibility of the strong defensive play making it easier on the goaltenders is a realistic possibility as well because Bruce Cassidy's system is said to be goaltender friendly yeah. because he you know, puts so much emphasis on work in the defensive zone. Uh, but tonight we will see Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill splitting duties in net. After tonight, I think we'll probably see goaltenders start to get full games and start to you know, get that. But I can only imagine what it's like with this goal tending competition they all have good relationships off the ice but sitting on the bench for that first period and a half whoever goes in second and you're just watching the competition right there i can only imagine what that's like well it's like it's like you're playing golf with your friends and michael hutchinson he rolled in a a putt for a putt for eagle last night shout out you know he's he's put his he's in the clubhouse right now even par. He's got. I said eagle now. Even par. I'm mixing up my golf. That would be analogies. two under. But you know, you know we, what we I'm get, saying. We catch your drift. He's the clubhouse leader right now. Went out and put out. You know, the perfect round. So now, uh, and then Patera went out and gave up a couple. So he's you know falling back a little bit. But now, it's up to Thompson and Hill tonight to, and they're going to play a, a much better LA lineup than what we saw in Colorado. But they're going to have to have a good performance. And then, sure, yeah, Sean Burke and Bruce Cassidy and and management they'll have a con- they'll have conversations about okay, we need to see like Michael Hutchinson uh, if he wasn't in the race to start, he is now. He he has entered himself into the conversation. Stronger LA lineup, you said, and more veterans on the Vegas lineup as well. Yeah. So for this first home preseason game, a little more meat on the bone should be exciting to watch. Yeah, well, we're going to see Phil Kessel for the first time. Yes, we're going to see uh, we're going to see Brisson. I'm excited about that. I'm like the combination of Smith, Eichel, and Kessel. That's uh, 
that's that's going to be exciting to watch. So we have a lot of lot of cool things in Vegas on the on the back end tonight. Uh, just from what we saw at the morning skate, you know, Theodore, Petrangelo, McNabb, McNabb, all look looks like they're all in the lineup tonight. So uh, uh, pretty good uh, if you're a fan and you have tickets and you're thinking about you know should I give these tickets to my junior sales associate or should I go myself? Go yourself. Or go yourself and then buy tickets for your junior sales associate oh, so it's you. a sold-out preseason game. Right. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think that's a good way to head to break. But first, want to learn how to skate like the pros? Curious to see where the Golden Knights practice or want to grab some gear? Stop by and visit City National Arena, located in downtown Summerlin, as the official practice facility of the Vegas Golden Knights. For hours and programming, visit citynationalarena.com to learn more. We'll be right back. Hey, Las Vegas, it's Ryan Wallace. Are you ready for a hockey fan's... This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Welcome back from City National Arena in downtown Summerlin. Ashley Weiss and Gary Lawless with you ahead of the first home preseason game of the season. Gary, you and I have talked about some keys to the lineup tonight. Brendan Brisson, we'll see him in action. Phil the Thrill with Jack Eichel and Riley Smith. We'll get a look at Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill between the pipes. Um... You've talked about how good you think this roster is on paper for the Vegas Golden Knights, but what about how they will measure up to other teams in the Pacific Division? There are some other teams that made some pretty big changes in the offseason as well. Any other teams in the division jump off at the page to you? Well, we'll find out a little bit more about uh, Jack Campbell as a goaltender. The Edmonton Oilers have gone kind of all in with him, and uh, Jack has had some you know really good seasons in toronto the last couple of years since getting there from from la so yeah, that, that that's a huge storyline story for me because that team has so many elements still don't like their blue line uh evander kane was real effective last year playing with Connor mcdavid and i don't expect that to change i think uh you know i, I think edmonton is is a contender in the division for sure i wonder if calgary isn't ready to take a little step back uh, they, I was, this is the one I was most anxious to ask you about. No yeah. Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, no Johnny Gaudreau. Gaudreau and Kachuk leave, and they bring in... Kadri and Huberdeau. Kadri and Huberdeau. And I love Kadri as a player, So, and I like him probably better uh, as a two-way player than Kachuk, Huberdeau, and Gaudreau all combined. So I, I, that's a real... Uh, to me, there's a bit of an upgrade there for them. Huberto is uh, really a, 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 an elite offensive player. They, they sheltered him in Florida. They kept, they gave Barkoff the heavy minutes, and we'll see how. Like Daryl Sutter is a, is a tough, tough guy, and how we'll see how how that match works. Whether or not uh, they can be they can be comfortable because Daryl's not changing. That's he is who he is, and you know he'll always relent to being Daryl Sutter, which is a good thing. He's won two Stanley Cups, and he gets a lot out of players. There's People say there's an expiration date on Daryl, you know, because of how hard he is on players at a certain point in time. It's okay. I've heard heard that one too many times, and, and players start to tune him out. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but uh, if that, you know, you, I have heard people – that's been a topic this summer is is the expiration date on Daryl coming up here 
pretty soon in Calgary, or maybe because you've brought in new players like Mackenzie Weger, Hubert Owen, Cadre. The the clock gets uh, gets turned back a little bit in terms of of whether or not the message is getting old there. So uh, th- that's an interesting one to watch. Markstrom, you know, kind of struggled at the very end there last year, and you know. Maybe it's just because he was was against Edmonton, and they're so high powered. I wonder about Vancouver. I still, you know, I think they've got a lot of good young pieces, and they're they're coming along. I don't, I, I don't love their their mix as a group, but uh, Bruce Boudreaux, guys love to play for him, and they were really good under him down the stretch. And then this the Kings team that we're going to see uh, tonight. I, I don't think Seattle's ready to to do. To, to do too much and in San Jose either. The Kings, a playoff team last year, ahead of ahead of, you know, schedule. We'll find out about them as well, whether or not they're gonna, you know, continue on that track or whether or not they can take or whether or not they're forced to to take a step back. And then Vegas, to me, is the most interesting team in the division because, you know, I was listening to Sirius XM when I was driving in this morning and you know the, the host on the show said Vegas has has too many question marks. They're going to take a step back. Where do you think people are getting those question marks? Well, goaltending. A lot good. of people are putting it between the pipes, but are there other areas that are cons- of concern? Well, not for me. You know what I mean? Like everyone says, oh, they traded Pacioretty. Well, yeah, Max is a really good player, but <laughs> there's lots of offense in this lineup, and uh, uh, the team didn't didn't like that has much. As many injuries as they had last year, it wasn't the offense that kept this team out of the out of the playoffs. It was their team defensive play. Uh, that's what that's what kept this team out of the playoffs. And Bruce Cassidy is known uh, for you know he's made made his mark and his living in this league, you know, cr- coaching team defense. They, they will. He said it this morning. We'll defend as a team, and our offense will. Will be will operate as as a team. We'll be five guys defending and five guys involved in the offense. And the players, you know, I talked about what Marcia so said. How you know not having a big name goalie right away has us focusing on we've got to get back and we've got to do our job in our own zone and then move the puck up and and go from there. The offense with Cassidy starts you know at your own goal line and and moves up and. Uh, it's it, there's no shortcuts. It's it's not. He doesn't coach easy hockey. They pl- they'll play the right way with a really good foundation. And uh, I, the qu- the question mark, and it's a legitimate question mark because none of these goalies has ever done it. Is in goal. Uh, I happen to think that you know one of these guys is going to get the Bruce Cassidy bounce and take his save percentage from you know being in the under nine ten. And getting it well above nine ten, and being you know a a guy that plays fifty five games and wins a bunch of them. Do you think that the situation in Colorado the last few years now it's a little bit different because they've had names, but you know Philip Grubauer takes them so far, and they don't resign him, yeah. and then Kemper, and now they sign Georgiev. Do you think that is changing the outlook among general managers about how they approach goaltending? Well, goaltending is so hard to nail. Put it this way. I think there are two goaltenders in the NHL that are true difference makers. Shesterkin and Vasilevsky. I think that they're the only two guys that you can say uh, they they change our team. 
I think that that then I think that there is above average goaltending that a bunch of teams will get, and then below average goaltending, and that you know that will that will kill you. That will Vegas got below average goaltending last year. Team save percentage was nine hundred one, I think. You know that'll cost you. The Colorado's team save percentage last year was nine twelve. Not nothing crazy. They you know they 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 scored goals, and uh, and they defended enough that. They were, they were able to win, and when they get the, they have that blue line. When, you know, when Makar, Byram, when they get the puck, gone, it's up ice. Like that, we Paul Byram, Paul Byram was really good last night, and he's going to continue to develop. And then you know, Devontae's a bunch of really good pieces there that make sure they didn't spend a lot of time in their their own zone. So I, I think that you know, if you can't have Vasilevsky or Sturkin. You know, do you do you want to have a lot of money locked up there, or do you want to find a guy that can can give you average or better, and then spend the money on the rest of your team? That's the way that's the way it looks like. Uh, Toronto is constructed that way right now. They've got Matt Murray, who, you know, if Matt Murray is able to turn back the clock, wow, look out! But uh, uh, yeah, really, to me, the the two guys that are difference makers are in New York and Tampa, and then. Everybody else is kind of, you know, in, in in a big group together. You talked about money being locked up. Other news around the league is Nathan McKinnon's eight-year extension. Yeah. Now the highest-paid player in the National Hockey League. Is well, that it, it kicks in this July, but it's really interesting. They are so the cap is eighty-two-five right now, and it goes to eighty. It's expected to go to eighty-three-five for next season. So Colorado, they have nine players coming up uh, the, the, on expiring contracts. And McKinnon's money kicks in on July 1. Two of those players of that nine, Alex Newhook and Bowen Byram, Josek has, has, has to resign those guys. So they're, they're running out of money. There's going to be some people that Amongst their depth and their their the middle of their lineup that are they're just going to have to say goodbye and they're going to they'll have to get younger for a little while. So I don't think Colorado's window is closing per se. I think it's this year is a big year for them. They're playing with house money. They've got to have a good you know this year would you know to try and repeat. It's that opportunity is there for them. And then I think they're going to have to take a step back for uh, for some time and go with a much younger. You know, their depth is going to get much younger for a little bit, and, and that group will catch up, and McKinnon's not going anywhere for a while, and uh, he's just a fat, you know, fantastic player. And McCarr, well, McCarr's the best defenseman in the world right now, so you are, uh, you're in pretty good shape. But it's not basketball, right? You can't win with two guys. You need, you need 20, 23, and their 23 are going to be really good this year. They're not going to be as good next year. All right, speaking of 23, we'll dive in to who might be on that opening night 23-man roster, who's still fighting for it. We'll look a little bit more ahead to tonight's game and training camp when we come back. We're back to Nighttime at Noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Welcome back to Nighttime at Noon from City National Arena. Ashley Vice with Gary Lawless, but you guys have heard enough of us. We have a very special guest, Michael Hutchinson, Vegas Golden Knights goaltender, made his first preseason start for the Vegas Golden Knights last night. You just wrapped up practice. How's training camp going for you? Uh, it's been great so far. Uh, it's uh, nice coming in and 
having the guys on the team make you feel welcome right away and uh the equipment training staff have been amazing uh so yeah everything's been uh great and kind of a smooth transition as possible uh coming into a new situation do you, do you have relationships with any guys here? Have you played with a few of the guys here? I know you have, I know you played for Bruce, but what about some of the players? Yeah, uh, Ben Hudden, uh, I was fortunate enough to be with him for a little bit. Uh, I think the uh, divisional season uh, with the Leafs, we traded for him at the deadline. So know him. I know Matteo from uh, the Leafs training camp as well. Uh, so there's a few guys, and then a lot of guys you just uh, end up running into, and then they have a ton of uh, guys, it seems, from Manitoba and Winnipeg. So... Uh, you know, it's pretty easy to bond with those guys right away. Any personalities jumping out? Uh, not really. You know, you know, Marchie, uh yep, from the, the skates when we first the got there, he uh, <laughs> really likes to give it to you. Uh, so uh, he keeps things really entertaining and it's fun to be around. You mentioned Manitoba. You played uh, uh, a number of seasons with the Jets and uh, started with St. John's, I believe. They gave you a chance there and uh, at the end of the season, Pavlik got hurt. Andre Pavlik got hurt, and you came up and you played uh, a, a handful of games, three games, I think, uh, maybe at the end of that season. And you're fantastic. I, I I remember this. Like your save percentage was like 9.43. It was really good. It was, and uh, you had really short hair, and you shaved, and you were clean, <laughs> clean cut, nice young polite guy. Not that you're not uh, polite now, but uh, it's. Quite an odyssey, uh, this 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 pro hockey life. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, it's kind of funny talking to my wife before coming to camp and figuring out it's been 13th year playing pro. Uh, it's been uh, a while, and even talking to some guys, and they're like, oh, like, where have you played before? And it's like, how much time do you got? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like that season in Winnipeg was a great, you know, kind of starting point to, I feel, uh, really started to launch my career. And, uh, uh, you know, I've been able to, Kind of having a nice long run so far, and hopefully I can keep it going. Mike Liute was your agent then. I don't know if he still is. Yeah, yeah, he's still yeah, my agent. Yeah. And he was, I can remember he phoned me, and he said, give this kid a chance. He's got, he's talented. It didn't work. Boston had a bunch of bunch of goalies, and, uh, you know, you didn't really get an opportunity there. And there was an opening in, in Winnipeg, and, and you took it. What's it like to, to have to, you know, to, it's been a part of your career where you've had to fight. You've had to keep fighting, and you're in another battle here. And Bruce Cassidy just said about you uh, to us in in the media. He said, "You know, don't don't not include Michael Hutchinson in the conversation. He's in the fight here." And that, first of all, that must be nice to hear. But also, what's it like to every year have to come in and scrap? Yeah, it's uh, one of those things you kind of get used to. Uh throughout my whole career nothing's come easy to me I've had to kind of work for everything and that says a lot for every single NHL player I think that is able to stick around for as long as they do uh NHL AHL uh, it's a grind and you get kicked down quite a bit and you just have to keep picking yourself up and keep moving forward and uh just kind of believe that if you work hard and you're a good person that you know things will end up working out the way that they should uh so you know every day I just try and come to the rank uh work hard have fun and uh you know don't take any moment for granted especially you know getting older in my career, uh, you know, I think, especially now coming into training camps before, I used to get so stressed out over them, and now just come in and enjoy the moment and, uh, you know, have fun with it. You certainly had, you know, the experience almost 150 NHL games. You had playoff experience as well with Colorado back in the bubble. What is your process like of just staying ready for when you do get that opportunity? Yeah, I think uh, that's huge. That's something that you learn with experience is to 
kind of stay ready, but at the same time to not stress yourself out and get in your own head over, uh, you know, when that opportunity does come up. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, Colorado playoff series, I ended up learning a lot, you know, it's, uh, like I said, probably, I think 10 years into my career, 10, 11 years. And, uh, it's my first NHL playoff experience. And I, I learned a lot from that at that moment, uh, too, uh, as far as, you know, it being a really strange situation, uh, and having to stay ready in the most un fortunate of circumstances uh you know with the bubble and with you know the skates that we were having to do with the team uh you know that series i don't think i did a team practice uh before i stepped into the game so uh you end up learning how to stay ready uh with the opportunity and what with what you're given so what's sean burke like to work with he's been awesome uh he's a it's kind of funny he's actually a goalie i looked up to growing up uh watching i used to wear brian's pads too so i think that kind of like when you're a kid gravitates you towards nhl goalies that wear that equipment but uh he's been great i was really excited to get a chance to work with him just with the success he's had with other goalies that he has worked with uh so yeah he's been uh great to come in and i'm looking forward to getting a chance to work with him more now that we have some video uh and some more stuff to go on you know the first few days are just kind of a feeling out process of uh you know getting comfortable with each other but uh i'm really looking forward to working with him i feel like nothing makes people feel older than when people say hey i used to i looked up to you when i was growing up you tell them that just to, you know just to make them feel give them a hard time feel a little old yeah i, I try not to tell him that to his face uh you know we're, not yet we're, eventually we're, we'll yeah this, yeah yeah now that i'm one of the older guys on the ice i try and keep myself young too so i don't want to make anyone feel old out there uh, you mentioned wife, uh, so that's uh, something uh, that uh, new from when you broke into. What's that like? What's that conversation like, uh, honey? Uh, we're uh, we're going to Vegas, and she's like, "Oh, for the weekend?" Or you're like, "No, no, we're 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 going to Vegas." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a really uh, fun uh, conversation uh, in the summertime when my agent gave me a call and said that this was an opportunity, uh, and we kind of went over the pros and cons with him, and then. I was about to say yes right away, but then I remembered that I'm married and I, there's someone else who goes into this, <laughs> these decisions now. Uh, so I told him I'd uh, give her a quick call and uh, let him know. And yeah, as soon as I called it, uh, yeah, she was extremely excited. Uh, you know, playing in Toronto, there's a lot of pros and cons to it. But I think for, uh, you know, your significant other and your family, uh, it can be a bit of a grind and uh, it really wears on them. So I think she was excited to, you know, come to somewhere new and uh, kind of a fresh start and then somewhere where, you know, the weather's going to be pretty nice all year rounds uh just an added bonus has she made the move down as well uh no she has a business back in winnipeg so uh she'll be back and forth throughout the season so her and the kids are planning on coming uh middle of october so it'll be nice to see them again how many kids yeah Yeah. uh two kids uh two daughters three and one years old very cool so will they be on the glass hopefully at some point during games yeah i hope so uh we got a couple cool pictures when i was with toronto and with the marley's uh uh with them kind of games and that's kind of a really cool experience especially i think uh you appreciate it more now with the covid uh type of type of seasons that we have had and you know in canada them not being able to come to games and stuff so uh it'll be really exciting to have them around a bit this year so it's really weird like i have a, a daughter that you know she was six when we moved here and still you know i mean i'm like i snow i don't miss the snow i don't she still complains about well there's no snow in vegas so uh, it'll be fun to hear hear what your kids have to say oh yeah it'll be great uh you know unfortunately they'll be back and forth quite a bit so they'll get the best of both worlds but uh hopefully they're like uh 
their mom and myself and uh, won't miss the minus 40 degrees too much. <laughs> well, Michael, we had so much fun talking about your uh, personal life. We didn't get to talk much about the game last night, but we hope to catch up with you as camp goes on. So thanks for joining us and good luck the rest of camp. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All thanks, right, Michael. everyone. That was Michael Hutchinson, and that'll do it for the very first episode of Nighttime at Noon. Michael, Set the bar high, Racer. Yeah, can Set only the go, bar high. I'd say I only can go up from here, but I don't know. I thought it was pretty good, Gary. All right, we'll see you next time.